Welcome to Back in Camp, hunting podcast hosted by myself. I'm Sean Brown, and co-hosting with me will be Mason Wearmouth and Henry Bowden. Um, so, as stated, I'm Sean Brown um, from New Mexico of the U.S. of A. Um, in- enthusiastic about hunting, as as would be implied, since this is a hunting podcast. And yeah, looking forward to to getting to do this you know, with the boys. So. Mason, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, hello, I'm Mason. Uh, I'm originally from Alberta. I guess still currently in Alberta, but uh, for the past, like I guess, four years, I've pretty much dedicated all fall to uh, bow hunting mule deer. So that's kind of what I've been doing my entire journey through hunting. And Henry, my name is Henry Bowden, and Grew up in the Northwest Territories, born and raised on the shores of the Great Slave Lake. I love hunting, love fishing, and like talking. So this should be this should be fun. Yes, sir. Bear with us here on my first attempt for for trying to do this. So maybe maybe a little um, clunky, but you know it's a learning experience. We'll figure it out along the way and have yeah, a good time sure. in the meantime. So today, um. We're going to have Mason here tell us, and, and we have not heard this story yet, um, he shot his first buck, so we're going to let him tell you about that here. Uh, so, take the floor. Uh, essentially, we kind of, we for the past few weeks, we've seen these muleys out just kind of out in this field. So, at the start of the morning, we kind of just were hoping to see them out there and then try and make a move from that. Uh, they ended up not being there, so they kind of threw off our plans a bit, so we ended up hiking up to this hill to try and go us a different direction, and all those muleys came back and went, like, 50 yards from where we were just sitting, not even, like, 10 minutes ago, pretty much. So, we tried to make a move on them, it didn't exactly work. There's one small buck, mostly does and fawns, but, uh... I guess it was my last day to be able to hunt them, so kind of just going after it anyways. There was only a small forky in there, but I guess that didn't matter too much. So we tried to make a play. It didn't exactly work, so we kind of backed out uh, and went back to the truck for lunch. Just get out of the wind because it was extremely windy. This was yesterday. It was very windy. Uh, and then in the afternoon, we kind of Tried to sneak in on them, tried to figure out where they were. We ended up finding them pretty much right away. Um, so we kind of were just sitting there glossing, just kind of watching them because we didn't know exactly what to do. The wind was ex- like straight out of the west, which was pretty much a terrible wind for trying to get in on them. So we kind of watched them for, I don't know, half an hour probably. Uh, and they kind of fed out from underneath us, a few of them. We didn't know they were there, actually. We were kind of watching a bit uh, a bit different group, I guess. Uh, I guess same group, but they kind of just split off a bit. Um, so we let them feed across this little draw, and we cut across after them, just a bit higher up, uh, followed the tree line down, essentially. And I don't know what it is with... Me always in this spot, but 
they seem to be very spooky for no reason sometimes. I guess that's just deer in general, but... Uh, so they kind of spooked a bit, a few times actually. Um, so they kind of spooked off into this other draw. And I kind of was grunting at them a bit, just because I guess it is, what was it, like November 19th yesterday? Yeah, November 19th, so... Um, kind of rutting a bit. I didn't see lots of red activity still, which is kind of interesting. But that's not that important right now. Anyways. Uh so they I grunted at them, they kinda of came back towards us a bit. And this one particular doe, I don't know what she thought she saw, but she didn't really like that. And she spooked again. And the rest weren't really sure what happened, so I tried to wake, mer oh my, work my way down this draw a little bit further because I was bow hunting, so they're a bit far. They're about like 100 yards-ish. So I worked my way down this draw, and a few does cut in front of me about, yeah, I guess 96 yards at this point. So I didn't really gain much ground at all. That didn't work, but uh, they kind of just ended up feeding out in front of me. Uh, across at 96 yards, which is just a little far for an archery shot, in my opinion. Uh, so, I didn't shoot. And I guess they they fed across below me, and my wind was going straight towards them. So, I'm not sure if my wind just got carried straight over top of them, but they ended up not spooking at all, which was, I guess, a good thing. It worked out in the end, but uh, so they, they, yeah, they fed across into these wheels on the other side of this draw that I was in. So they came back, I guess, through two different draws over uh, to me. And I kind of just motioned to my dad that I was going to try and go after them as he was just up above the hill a bit from me, trying to get a different angle just in case they kind of cut back. Um, so I, yeah, basically kind of just motioned with my hands. I was going to try and sneak in on them. Um, got into the wheels above them and kind of wait, waited for them to feed. Um, so I ranged this fawn uh, who ended up walking by first. He's at about 43-ish yards. Uh, I was hoping because at 43 yards I would have shot that buck. He was actually at 60-ish when he fed through. Which I, I probably could have shot. I don't know. I didn't practice tons at 60. I'm fairly comfortable, but it was just brush in the way, and so there's definitely not a shot I was going to take. Oops. Uh, yeah, definitely not a shot I was going to take. So I tried going back up around them, and they're feeding into this another draw. There's, there's just essentially this hill of a bunch of draws on it. So they're feeding into the next draw now. And I'm kind of working my way up the willows into a poplars above them. And hopefully trying to cut down uh, above them before they feed too far out into the straw. So I'm working my way over there. And I see that a doe and a fawn are out ahead. They're essentially all the way across uh, the straw already. And I'm thinking... I might not get an opportunity here because I don't think that buck's going to be very far behind. And they're probably 75-ish yards, which 
just a little far, like yet again. So I kind of just keep working my way around, and this buck ends up coming out at 42 yards, I think it was. So I, I'm ranging him, semi-range finder down, draw back, get comfortable, and shoot. That was pretty much a perfect shot. And I didn't get a full faster, because I actually hit that buck a touch low, I guess. His leg was kind of back and up in the air a bit, so I kind of hit him like through the elbow uh, in, in both lungs. And he ended up running 237 yards-ish, I think. Uh, but I ended up watching him die, so it worked out in the end. Yeah, well, like, congratulations again on getting that. You know, that first buck is, is always... Always a good feeling. How badly were you shaking after that shot? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we've talked about this off camera or off recording a bit. But, yeah. So, I was shaking before I drew back and I was perfectly steady. That was the same thing with my deal. So, I was, I was actually fine. I didn't, I wasn't actually shaking after either, but I really? kind of just. Uh, well, I because I I knew I I thought I might have hit him high, which I ended up hitting him a bit low. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought I hit him high, so I was kind of I was more nervous than excited yeah. at first. But I could kind of I could see my arrow. It ended up falling out. It broke off. Uh, so when we got it, um, the arrows, the part of the arrow is still stuck in his lungs. But yeah, uh, yeah, I watched him die. So I kind of that's yeah, a good. It feeling. wasn't too bad. Yeah, for sure. With my first buck, I shot him, and I was I was with rifle, so I wasn't as close. But yeah. I shot him, and down in this willow brush stuff, down the bottom, and he disappeared. And I thought we could be tracking this guy for hours. He ended up only going twenty five yards and dying in an <laughs> opening. But it was really nerve wracking, you know. First shot on an animal, here we are, and then you're not sure, yeah. you know. And and that that was when it. The, the shakes kind of it hit me the worst, and then the second yeah. guessing. Well, what if I just miraculously put the shot in his hind leg somehow? You know, so there's there's always yeah. the second guessing. I think, especially with the first one. But yeah, well, what I kind mean, of uh, yes, what kind yeah, of like terrain? Is it, obviously I'm from the southwest, a lot of desert down here. What's the um, like? Is it yeah evergreen like pine trees a lot of it or just willow brush kind of stuff? Well, I'm sure it varies, is it, but yeah, a little bit. But it's it's essentially like the prairies, right? So I mean, it's like so mostly self, open. It's it's pretty open, yeah. I'd yeah, say it's yeah. essentially like southern Alberta. Okay, so but, you're you're a lot more open hunting. Yeah. yeah. So basically. It is private, which I will say, uh, lots of people, I don't know, Yeah, people's opinions are on private and public, some people don't. It's like the beauty of hunting, you know, we're going to be on here talking, and there's going to be someone yeah. who's going to have a different opinion, so we'll try to, we'll try sure. not to, to say too many things as <laughs> fact, not say too many controversial things, at least not in the not, first not, not right away anyways, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ease them into it, you know? Yeah. Sounds like, Henry, you have a lot of uh, controversial ideas you want to get out there the way you said. <laughs> not right away, anyways. But... Oh, no. Not, not anything like that. No. 
one thing we agree on is we, we don't condone poaching, but it, basic, basic stuff. Very quick. Minor yes. details. Yeah. Yeah. So you just got him then and dragged him back? Uh, so we ended up running, I guess, yeah, he ran 237 yards, right? Which is yep. a little far. That's kind of like once he started getting out there, it's kind of getting nervous. Like, what yeah. the heck did I do? So I was like, I thought it was a bit high, but I was like, because, I mean, even the doe, I shot a doe last year, which was my first year. Right? I ended up, she was, ran like, straight at me, and she stopped at 13 yards. And I hit her a touch, like, again, I don't know, a touch high. Um, and it ended up being one long liver, and I ended up nicking the top of, like, the stomach there, which was unfortunate. But a mess. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't too bad, but she That's ended up good. still only going like 110 yards ish. So, and then, but I ended up double longing this buck and he went like double, right? Yeah. So, like, once he went over a hill, I lost him for like a second. Uh, he kept going. And I was like, did I end up hitting him like too high? Did I not even hit along or something? Because, uh, like, that's quite a ways. Like, if it's a good shot, they're usually not going too, too far, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, I ended up shooting... I was standing in the middle of the open when I shot him. Uh, he was also, like, right in the middle of the straw. But so he was just most blind, of the, is what you're saying? Or? Well, he I got, he was, like, a young deer, right? He is, yeah. I guess you guys saw the picture. Yeah. He was a forky. Yeah. So he, he was staring at me when I drew. So, like, if that was a... Bigger deer, that wouldn't have happened. But. Probably not, but one can dream. <laughs> that is so what did that buck way. end up weighing? What? Didn't look half bad. No, it so, didn't. Yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, I don't know. We didn't exactly weigh him or anything. Yeah. But he was do you pretty decent. Considering his... Yes, we do. Okay. I didn't so have to do it at all. Yeah, and find for out sure. How much... Yeah, exactly. Find out how much meat, give you kind of an idea. Yeah. What you're working with. Yeah. So, we'll try and figure that out, I guess. Maybe on a future episode, I'll have an answer to that. I guess we'll probably, we're just going to hang him for a bit because it's nice yeah. and cool here. Yeah. So. What temperatures? I was, that was the other thing I was curious about was what temperature was it out when you shot him? Um, I mean, what's evening ish? Later in the day? Yeah, I ended up shooting, I guess I shot him around like 4 o'clock-ish. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess I think it was like 4.16 I shot him. So, I think it warmed up to like 2 degrees Celsius. I'm not sure exactly what that is in Fahrenheit. Like 35 or something, probably? Yeah, I, I can do the math. As much as I hate to as an American, I would rather yell at people <laughs> for using the wrong units. I, I, I guess I can do the math. Yeah, I think it should be around like 35, 36-ish, maybe. Yeah, so it was it was pretty warm there for Alberta standards, sounds like. <laughs> it, it was it was cold at my house in the morning. It was oh. about 5 degrees when I got up. And then I went, because I'm a bit farther north, so it came south a bit. Mm -hmm. And it was like 25, 26, 27, somewhere in there when I, yep. when I got out of the truck, so it wasn't too bad. So, um... But it was windy. Like I said, it was quite windy. The wind'll the wind'll get you though. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, around here we're seeing 
I mean, right now it's probably just around 20. Coldest will probably get tonight is, you know, maybe 10 degrees. This is Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we're getting 50 during the day still <laughs> on a good Crazy. day, maybe more. So you, there's a bigger range. I don't have to deal with not quite used as to brutal that. cold as you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry, what's, uh, what, what temperatures do you look at in the morning? I'm just curious, because you're further, quite a bit further north. In well, I'm about six hours, about six hours further north than than Mason is right now. I've I've recently moved to Alberta, so yeah. I'm living down here. But it's a daytime temperatures are about minus one Celsius to plus five Celsius around here. Overnights are a little bit chillier, minus ten. No, the, fur- the further north you go, right now. It's it's pretty chilly up uh, in the territories. My my uncle was sending me some messages. It was minus twenty three last night. Wow. No. Yeah. A bit chilly. It seems it just it doesn't seem. That's chilly. that's about normal for there right now. No. <laughs> just yes. just another walk in the park for Henry here. Me, it gets down to zero. I'm like, all right, it's freezing out. <laughs> yeah. It's too cold. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, I'm yeah. not a fan of the cold, I guess. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty skinny, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't mind the cold personally, but now like I just, it, I I just mean, freeze. Especially because of the gear. wind. We'll have to do a gear episode down the road for sure. Yes, I am we, going to eventually fully upgrade. We actually have because <laughs> at this point, you know, we're we're all on the younger side of life, at least I hope most of us um so you know we may not be doing we don't have daddy's money to spend on all the gear we want is basically what i'm saying yeah so what what we we have in reality versus what we dream of having yeah that that's what that episode can be i don't think henry's henry just begs his dad for money when he needs a new coat but doesn't strike me (laughs) but yeah so i mean we're, again, we're still trying to figure out what to do moving forward here. Obviously, hunting themed, outdoors themed. We do have some people uh, we would we would like to to get on here. Um, you know, people who hunt whitetails in the east and sit in the stand. A.K.A. boring hunting, but you know, we're, we're looking to we're looking to get some. <laughs> oh, con- talking about hunting. controversial there, right? I just like anyone yeah. I know who lives in the eastern half of this country. They just, they clicked off. That was it. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. I do want to hunt whitetail uh, out east sometime. That is, that is on my just list. Just come do it things. here first, right? I, but I need, yeah, yeah. I need, I need to know more people, get those connections going. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, um, I, I would stand hunt for mules even if I could handle heights. I don't like heights. Uh, I, we can't. I mean, there is, well, my dad shot a bear out of the stand. But there's very little in what tree? water. A ponderosa. <laughs> so yeah, I mean there's no trees there, don't lie to me. Hey, hey, you we went over this, okay? Where I'm where my hunt is that's coming up this next weekend, Cal Elk Hunt, um it gets about ten thousand feet in the higher end of the unit. It's snowed up high there, so I doubt we'll be hunting up there. But it there's yeah. there's aspens, there's ponderosas for a lot of it, national forest. It's not the desert wasteland you think it is. I, I promise. 
but there's just very limited use for stands. I mean, to, the only time to do it really is, you know, sit in water um, for yeah. bears or you could. But see, the thing is, you don't really need a stand for most things. Like where he was there with a bow, you know, you want to get up high enough, you have a clear shot and whatnot. And also, yeah. if a lion, mountain lion, you know, a bear... You 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 don't expect it, but if you do have a bow, you don't exactly want to get charged. Um, so you know that that was another reason for a stand. But for deer hunting, there's really not much reason. You can just make a blind beside the water and sit there. And if you have a rifle and even a bow, you'll it'll do the job well enough. So, and since we hunt public land, if you're setting up a stand, you're running the risk of someone getting in it before you or someone yeah. just straight up stealing it so not really something i'm familiar with but that's that's why we plan to to get the people who know moving forward here so yeah for sure and you know it, it may just be myself and and uh, mason from we from time to time or mason and henry from time to time you know we have lives believe it or not so We'll just see. It might not be all three of us at times. Maybe more than three of us. We'll just have to see what we figure out moving forward. But, you know, yeah. hopefully as we go, sure. we have more stories, more animals to talk about. I'm hoping next week I I have an elk on the ground. So, That'd fingers nice, crossed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would we'll be pretty cool. you images. <laughs> Look at what I got. I, I haven't shot an elk yet because... I'm bad and can't draw anything, but you yeah, know, ho hopefully fun. this time is the time. So we do plan to to do weekly episodes. I think at this point it's kind of what we agreed on weekly yeah, for now, unless it turns out to to just not work out. But we'll we'll keep you posted uh, on the socials if any major changes happen. Can find us at Back in Camp on Instagram, Twitter, whatnot. This podcast, uh, it'll it'll be going on. I think Apple Podcast, Spotify. Probably gonna upload it to YouTube. So, few few different places here, but definitely definitely looking forward to it. But yeah, for this elk hunt, um, I did a scouting trip yesterday. Actually, got down there. Uh, it's about like three hours south of me, so it's a little bit of a drive, and I work in the evening, so it got cut short. wasn't what I wanted it to be, but pretty remote the the area where I'm headed to. So I, I was just out, kind of driving around and looking, seeing if I could, you know, track down verbally some animals. Sign at the very <laughs> least. Um, no animals were spotted, unfortunately. Uh, well, a couple dogs, but. That was oh. not what we're looking for. They look like huskies. <laughs> Again, so, we're gonna we're gonna not go there. Speaking so. about that, actually, there was uh, another one that was shot in PA. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know. If, yeah, someone shot yeah, a husky, it. thinking oh, it was a coyote. That is that is brilliant. Because there was already a huge Again. controversy when someone shot a husky, thinking it was a wolf. And and now we're back at it again in PA. To be fair, that this one that the guy thought it was a coyote kind of actually could have looked like a coyote. Just 
it's in a way sort of your scope isn't that good and you're excited no i get how it happens just just make sure that you don't make the same mistake aware of your target yes yes be aware of your target Uh, i know a lot about that because i was not aware (laughs) of my target growing pains that's a story for another day um anyways be aware of your target know what you're shooting at it's not that difficult. It can. It's actually more difficult. It can be difficult. It, it can be difficult. Yeah. But you know, yeah. that definitely happens a lot more than we think. Right? It it definitely does. This this is just the people who are posting it on the internet. There's definitely a lot more people on the internet. Yeah. yeah there's definitely 100%. a lot of people who just don't do that. Yeah. You're kind of covered up, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> But anyways, so I was just driving driving roads. It it, it was logged um, a lot years back, you know, all the national forests now. So it got a lot of logging. So there's roads everywhere. There's like a few places in this northern half of the unit where I can get more than a mile from a road. And the roads aren't maintained super well. But, you know, you can drive them if you're ambitious or lazy enough. Excuse me. Anyways, so I'm out driving roads just looking for tracks, because that's one thing about elk, at least down here. If there's a road, they'll walk down it, you know. So, and it had snowed last week, so I saw a ton of tracks. Um, Definitely a few herds of elk moving through, so hope we can get down there and play the private properly and put an elk down. So... Feeling feeling a little more confident after this last scouting trip. However, there's still there's still stuff to be learned. So, I mean, it is a cow tag, right? So it is a cow it's tag, not but like don't you're trying but, to locate a bull. But don't but don't say that because then all of a sudden all the cow elk will be hard to find. <laughs> I'll find like three. The one let's see, I've gone on two other cow hunts I've had. One of them was terrible and awful, and I would never recommend it to anyone. Um, the other one, I, let's see, I saw, we saw a cow elk, like, twice. First time hunting the unit, it was my, like, my second hunt, and I was really young, so, you know, it's hard. We saw a cow, was running through the timber once, and we saw him come out in the open once. We snuck up on, I want to say, seven different bulls we saw that I could have shot had I had a bull tag. Some of which were pretty nice bulls, um... I don't yeah. know how they know they don't need to be spooked, but they somehow knew. Because all we could see was bulls, it seemed. And that was that was aggravating, but... You don't see yeah. a big buck unless you have an elk tag in your pocket, and you don't see a big bull unless you have a deer tag in your pocket. The biggest bull I've ever seen. It wasn't massive, <laughs> but he was, he was a good-sized bull. I had a buck tag in my pocket, so... Just the way it goes, at least, at least for me. Yeah. I don't know. That's... That- that's Murphy's Law hunting, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't want to know how many big bucks I've seen sitting in the truck for lunch. I should yeah. stop doing that. But like, I just like get out of the wind for an hour, not even, because that wind just kills you sitting on hills, right? They know. know. They somehow yeah. know. Yeah. That What's was the second is- time this year. So what's the thing? Big had, bucks. You know, I've had quite a few, I don't know, fours, buck hunts, you know, 
which is a draw here. So, you know, you got to apply and just hope you get lucky and they choose your name. And on four of these hunts, well, no, one of them was my dad's that this happened. On four of these hunts, or five, how many times? Three <laughs> times I have taken off my shoe to get out something because I was stupid and didn't buy gators. Um, three times I took off my shoe, and three times while my shoe was off, we saw or jumped a buck. I, I don't know how how you do that, but it's kind of a running joke with me and my dad now for not successful on a deer hunt and just say, all right, take off your shoe. Uh, <laughs> of course, then it doesn't work, but it is slightly amusing that three times, one time when we'd just gotten back to the trunk, take off my boot, Porky comes running across the road. Another time, um, similar thing, I sit down and take off my shoe, bust one busts, you know, 50 yards away, running through the sagebrush. And then the other time, which is on my dad's hunt, I'm sitting on a rock, I take on my shoe, and we're sitting there, and I should have been quicker to put my shoe on, I wasn't. We're kind of talking about what we're going to do. And he looks up, and like up a up a ridge, up above, not like a ridge, but a small hill 200 yards away. There's two bucks just staring at us from there. And of course, <laughs> by the time I had my shoe back on, and we were jumping into action, um... It was they they'd moved because, but it it's just yeah. This is why we do it. it partly to be successful, partly partly for the stories you get along the way. So, for sure, I mean, it took me four years to shoot my first buck. Right, I I mean that makes it more rewarding. It does, yes, but I can also, if I was very full hunting, I should have shot one last year. That's the one of the experiences. If many, yes. <laughs> like four years so if I would have buck is oh it gets a little disappointing. But it does. It's also it's a lot more fun when you're seeing stuff, I guess. So Yeah, it is. I've eight tags three years in a row now, so I'm really hoping to break that streak. Yeah. Um, hopefully. hopefully. All right. But are you gonna get a just a euro mount for the for it, or just keeping the antlers? Or uh, I plan to euro it. Okay, nice. you gonna do I it yourself or? Probably, I don't exactly nice. want to spend money doing it because it's exactly. expensive. It costs me two hundred to get mine done. Holy, that's that's yeah, like that's the, like... the the conflict. Like what I've had, um, being a high school student, you know. Not having all the money, all the the conflict I've had on is like, what if I just shoot a monster buck or something, and yeah. then I want to shoulder mount it, and that's like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. I, like I, I want to do it, but that's gonna hurt. Yeah. Well, well, that's when you find a taxidermist that takes payment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that. That's when you tell your dad, hey, look, if I shoot that two hundred inch buck, will you help me out? And of course, he's like, "Well, yeah. I don't know, but you know, at least for me, I know if I would, if I were to shoot that two hundred inch buck, he'd probably help me out." So, I would feel the same <laughs> way. I would hope. I mean, no I have that, on that giant white tail running around. So, yeah, you got to put He's him on the ground. A lot. And you shot yours on the last day of archery, right? Well, I mean, it's not the last day of the season, but oh, it was okay. my last day, I was able to hunt there. The last day you were able to hunt. Thirtieth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so clutch performance. Yeah. A slight. Yeah. Was so Henry, time. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. 
out of out of time is is often the story, the conclusion of a lot of stories um, in hunting. <laughs> but Henry, yeah. you're obviously further north, and I I'm not incredibly knowledgeable on the the local. Uh, wildlife of the area, but I mean, you have mule deer up there, I'd assume. We have a couple of mule deer. Um, closer to the border than where we used to live. Like they don't go very far territories. Um, there's obviously moose, uh, black bear, uh, caribou, uh, muskox way further north. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Lots of grouse, lots of squirrels, lots of fishing, wolves, wolves, kind. Coyotes, wolves are a big problem. Um, yeah, mostly because of, we do have coyotes. Yeah, a couple of them. Nice. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, wolves are kind of kind of an issue. Well, wolves. Uh, the biggest problem with wolves is around around, around communities, right? Because they can to municipal yeah. waste facilities like garbage and and there's a chicken farm not too far from where i used to live oh nice and uh, that they dump all the dead chickens out in an old gravel pit oh yeah always right um <laughs> so they used to dump all their dead chickens out in an old gravel pit so the wolves here had one on her front step that had a radio collar on, on it oh nice um, radio collar and they showed a route that went 20 or 130 kilometer square route. Um, and they'd go from one community to this chicken dump and cut, follow cut lines run, and, and creeks and trails all the way through. Yeah, hit and run, yeah. So, I mean, and, and yeah. they'd kill dogs and, and, and cats sure. along the way. And I was going to ask generally. if you lose dogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've lost uh, two to wolves. So, yeah. Can you can you blast them? Oh yeah, you can shoot them. They're, I don't uh, know if there's like a limit. There's actually you, know, you gotta. Well, for me because my my status, um, like my general hunting license, there isn't really limits on any game species in the Northwest Territories. Um, yeah, they're just going to try so you don't like, have the time to make a whole I, pack of wolves go extinct. It's, it's pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, so you got any, any hunts, big game hunts planned here? The upcoming well, year or so, I guess? Not really anything for this winter. Um, kind of yeah, I'm just assuming winter in, in limbo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not really the best. Um, like I said, moving to Alberta too. I don't have my, my Alberta hunting license yet. Right for that. Um, and as I as I mentioned before, I'm I'm trying to go uh, to go north to go work as a guide up in the Mackenzie Mountains. So yeah, that's is that, that kind uh, of stuff. Northwest Territories. Oh. Yeah. Yep, it is. Okay, I was yeah. I was actually gonna bring that up next, hoping Geography to get. Uh... Is... <laughs> Why don't you shut up? Okay, I know yes, most I stuff here to the border. Self. Okay, most stuff here to the border, and then I know provinces, and that's 
that's it um yeah it really really is i do know that the actually i don't never mind i'm, I'm gonna stop talking before i say something stupid and have to have you correct me but we are hoping <laughs> to get to get henry here to give us the inside scoop on the guide life he's as he said he's headed he's headed to go be be a horse feeder and a binocular harness carrier it sounds like i don't know it's yeah. probably a horrible uh, representation of what he'll be doing, but you know, so we hope to get some, some maybe some interviews from him of guides or people he's working with. Maybe just just have him write a diary and then he can read it to us here on the uh, here on the podcast. So I believe that's just gonna bring us to the end of this episode here. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, Appreciate you taking the time to stop by here for back in camp. Um, like I said earlier, this will be going on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And then we have a Twitter account and an Instagram account. That's kind of what we'll be using, you know, for say when an episode's gone live or, you know, whatever information that'll probably be the first place to look. And also, before I forget, we do have a Discord um, server. If that's something you're interested in, that would be the place to leave feedback or whatnot. Uh, and that there will be a link to that on YouTube and then Twitter and Instagram. So definitely check that out if you like. And again, thank you for stopping by.